Okay, welcome to the Uncle This week we're going to be chatting about one of the big releases of the last month or so, which is Uncharted 4. I'm John. I'm Joe. And I'm Tom. So, uh, I think it's fair to say... We've all been massive fans of the Uncharted series. We were all really looking forward to Uncharted 4 and uh, obviously came out about a month ago. We've all been playing it and I think the headline is, I think we didn't like it very much. Well, I don't is think that that's fair? quite true. I think I love it, actually. Okay, you kind of love <laughs> but, it. But, I, but with reservations. It's like... funny because I, I, every time we talk about it, we have this slight kind of, yeah, it's really great, but... Yeah, it's this kind true. of little sigh at the end. So I think this what we thought for this episode, we might just try and work out what what, what went wrong. What's up with Uncharted? What's up with Uncharted? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing went wrong. It's fine. It's actually really good. It's but unbelievably time, slick, it's isn't it? It's like I've never played anything so polished. Every single <laughs> animation, every single camera cut is just beautiful and perfect. Yeah. Every level is perfectly laid out. I never got lost. I never got stuck. And it pushes you through so well. So Without well. ever pushing you through. There's barely any UI yeah. at all for anything. There's that incredible driving sequence where the path is branching and yet you always go the right way, mm. which I thought was amazing. Like mm. To the point which I was halfway through going, I'm clearly going the wrong way. I have a knack for going the wrong way in games. And I wasn't going the wrong way. And I thought, what, did they rejig the geometry around me? How did they do that? The graphics are gorgeous. It's absolutely incredible. I just go through it, just like with my mouth open, just looking at all the scenery. It's mm. so, yeah. so They're always pretty. let down, though, by having lots of ledges to climb on and, like, lots <laughs> of building. As soon as I do any climbing, I kind of go, oh, it's a bit... Mm. <laughs> but at the same time, they do what they do remarkably they do. well. Like, they telegraphing... Do. Uh, which way you have to go, but also makes kind of integrating that into the environment in yeah. a pretty way. And I, I think I've never seen any better rock textures than Uncharted <laughs> has. Like the rocks in kind of Scotland and things, they look like real rocks, they all look different. Or like, just all, all the puddles, just, like the reflections on puddles, yeah. really pretty. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the foliage, how do, how do the they remember? Incredible, they, they managed to render like thousands and thousands of leaves. And it, and like you can look through some undergrowth and not see the ground underneath, mm. even when you're right close. And up. then the stealth—they they have a long grass stealth mechanic, which I think the first time I saw that was in Killzone Three, where they had a little patch of grass and you walked across it, and it was like it was like the rock trying to hide in a clump of dandelions. It was just the most <laughs> ludicrous thing, and people yeah. were like, "I can't see him anywhere." And I think it's that guy sticking out <laughs> of the bush. But the long grass and uncharted works brilliantly. You genuinely feel like you're sort yeah. of creeping around yeah. out of sight. They've managed to do that mechanic and render yeah. it. Well, but then they've managed to do everything they've done and render it well, and yet... I think what what it is that we're kind of realising... Is, is, I think we've, we all perhaps enjoyed it at the beginning as you start playing, um, but then as you get towards the end, you start to notice just how simple the game is beneath... Beneath all of that foliage and... Kind of how little you've actually done along yeah. the way. And like how, how simple the mechanics are. Like, yeah. and not... In a good way or not, I'm not sure. But if you think about what the climbing is, there's very little risk of death in climbing. So it's more like you're just pushing the thumbstick in the right direction all the time. And mm. it's so polished. I love the way that uh, Nathan Drake's hand kind of reaches for the next handhold and it's it looks so seamless. But at the same time, I'm just 
guide him, guiding I, I, him along a You get that path. little knife dagger thing to stab into the wall mm. with, and I quite enjoyed using yeah. that because it mixed it yeah. up a little bit. But generally, every time a climbing sequence came along, I would kind of go, oh, one of these. Oh. And I really actually started to feel quite quite tired of them, mm. which is strange because I was always a long-time Tomb Raider fan. I always mm. enjoyed the puzzle aspect of, of a climbing environment. But somehow Uncharted's climbing isn't like that. It's never really a puzzle particular. Very yeah. rarely is. It's mostly yeah, just... just follow the dotted line. Follow the dotted line. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the combat sections, I, I, I just don't like. I, I, I just don't enjoy them. I really tried to enjoy them. I tried to play them stealthily. Mm. Um, but inevitably, I would always fail when I played them I've stealthily. I've got like, a completely the opposite reaction to that, actually. Like the, the stealth sections, I thought, were the first time an Uncharted game has ever really managed to do that properly. And kind of the best stealth game I've ever played, I think. Whoa, um, big words. Maybe I haven't played that many, but like, I mean, infinitely better than Assassin's Creed at doing what At Assassin's Creed stealth, tries to yeah, do. Sure. You know, I genuinely felt like I could pick my way around the targets, most of those environments. Maybe not the first so, or the second time, but I could avoid getting into a firefight pretty much entirely. Despite the fact that I basically agree with you, because they, it is really well designed, you're right. Like, the, it's got a really predictable kind of sight model for the... Yeah, it, even enemies. though they don't, show, they don't show you any sight cones, yeah. unlike in Assassin's Creed. So you're not constantly playing the radar, but you still have a sense of whether you're being seen or not, mm. and the diamond things. And the, the kind of the reset model feels very fair as well, that when you've mm. been seen and they kind of lose you, and yeah, then they yeah, don't yeah. lose you, that all, it all felt very solid. So I could, I could almost see the, the well-oiled cogs whirring inside the machine. It was so beautifully crafted, mm. and yet for some reason it just felt a little bit... I think there was a problem with the, the way a lot of those levels were designed, where they were very vertical, and verticality is always really praised in, in this kind of game, and I've never really understood why, because vertical on a widescreen TV simply means <laughs> you can't see it. So there would constantly be guards up top or guards below me that I couldn't see and I had no idea they were there. And that I, I got hit by that repeatedly and sort of started finding that quite frustrating, actually. The weird thing I had with the stealth was that at the end there are some big gun battles, which were much more like what you get in the old Uncharted games. And I really enjoyed them. I was really oh. pleased to see them. And they are quite hard, but I quite liked just playing right, a so couple of sections I'm... a few times over to really get... That get down, or oh, take him out, and then him, and then I'll do this, and then oh, I'll do that, God. and then I'll go for that guy using this weapon. And I actually, I kind of was quite, oh, brilliant! One of these when it finally turned up. Which God, is really, I hate those. I know, really. I hate. I hate at the end of every Uncharted game, they ruin it by having loads of combat sequences where you just have to shoot these well-armored soldiers, and they and die and die and die. I think the place <sighs> where I died most often was in there's a tunnel underground, and there was like a series of boxes to hide behind in a corridor. It was the single simplest level in the whole not even a level, it was a room, mm. and I just got killed repeatedly, because partly because the crates kept blowing up, so I keep losing my cover, but partly because they just would all absorb huge amounts of ammunition before falling mm. over, and that was annoying. But there was a, there was a sort of battle in like a ship graveyard, which I thought I really enjoyed. Mm. And yet, overall, I didn't really enjoy the game. <laughs> so what is it specifically? Because for me, it's, it's just boredom. So I, I, I just get bored. I just didn't really care. I think the thing, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm fairly clear on what it was. It was, in the previous Uncharted games, what I really liked was the sense that they were quirky, interesting characters with quite interesting relationships that existed off-screen. Like, I genuinely believed in Drake and Sully having some relationship I, I didn't know about, and Drake and Elena, and Drake and Chloe, especially Chloe in 2. You really don't know what their relationship is, you see little hints of it. And that was intriguing, and I really wanted to find out more about that. 
and that was what kept me going through the whole game. Whereas in 4, he has this relationship with his brother that I couldn't give a damn about, and nothing else. And it was so tropey, and it was so laboured in some ways. There were these scenes that were like really, really long, and really about one thing. I went back and played a bit of Uncharted 1 afterwards, and the scripting is that it's so much tighter, presumably because they just had less money. Like, they just didn't think they could get through it, so they made everything much more condensed. And I think that was my one big thing with Fall, was it just felt like a slog. It felt like an unedited fantasy novel. You know, those 2,000-page those fantasy novels you see in airports that right. just sort of could, could have been good, but no one could be bothered to cut any of the words, so it just went on and on and on. It's funny you mention it's tropey, because that's sort of uncharted in a nutshell, isn't it? Like, it's the biggest trope ever. They've just, you know, nabbed Indiana Jones and run a mark with it. Like, it's it's kind of ridiculously yeah, tropey. But I do agree, this one is somehow more tropey, and I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's... I think it's, it's interesting. It's partly just that the characters, the uh, the kind of the NPCs, the the, the non-player protagonists. <laughs> that's not the right term. Anyway, yeah, the, the, being his mates. The, yeah, like the probably, supporting yeah. actors. The support, they're, just, yeah, yeah. they're just not interesting. <laughs> like his brother is not interesting. They chose the the weakest female character that you play with later. Um, mm. and it's just yeah. You just find it boring. Yeah, and I mean, the female character is barely in it yeah. at all. I think that's another thing that I really I didn't enjoy about it, was that Uncharted always has a strong kind of sexy banter angle to it, which is a big part of Indiana Jones. It's a big part of, like, most TV series is. Mm. And instead it was just this bloke and his brother. Like, mm. and I just was like, oh, really? I, I, if this was a movie, I wouldn't watch it. Right, back to positives. What I really oh, yeah, liked, about, really liked it about it yeah, okay. is uh, the new open worldish levels. And it reminded me of what I loved about Halo 1. Um, the way that you could just drive across this landscape and you felt like you had this freedom and it was beautiful and open and vast. But at the same time, it was a carefully crafted corridor. And I think they did that beautifully. And I didn't want the Madagascar level to end. I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Really enjoyed that mm. one. I loved, I loved the feeling in Halo that you could kind of just explore in your Jeep and then just come across this outpost and, you know, take, take down all the enemies or whatever and, and move on to the next one. And that was great. And I felt like they, they managed to capture the magic of... Um, Halo. Uh, there were a couple of things that were amazing about that Madagascar level, I thought. Like, and there was, yeah, exactly. That was where I had my experience where I was convinced that I was lost and I wasn't at any <laughs> point. And that was a really weird feeling in a game because it's normally the other way around. You think you know where you are and you realise you're in the wrong place. But the way they did the dialogue in the background, that they'd be telling little anecdotes and then stop because they saw an enemy, talk about that and then go, mm. oh, you were telling us about so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, I was. And then carry on. Mm. And Uncharted being Uncharted, you think, was this all just beautifully timed? So mm. there is only one script and it sounds like they're picking up but they're not. Or was it dynamically picking up? And I have no idea. I think it was dynamically picking up. And I think it must have been. It reminded me a lot of Oxenfree, which did that quite well right, as well, yeah. the audio dialogue. And there's a certain, I think perhaps it's surprising at how well it works if you just have a character say, so anyway, <laughs> and then you can link anything together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's a naive thing to say. I don't know. It, it felt like that approach just worked. Mm, I really liked it. It was very seamless. So that brings me on to another question, another negative question for me as well. I think there were like two places where you get dialogue choices. 
Oh, it felt so disappointing that that they felt like they were going, oh, interactive narrative's big. Let's have a couple of those then. But, like, there were literally two places, I think. There was, like, uh, you know, you were in a fight with the one of the antagonists at one point and you get mm. to choose a couple of things and then exactly. never again does exactly. that capture and it was completely pointless yeah I don't know why they did that and also those moments where normally normally they just talk to each other like the the supporting actor and the protagonist they just talk um, okay. but then they have these little bubbles with ellipses in them and so you just press a button to continue the conversation you were conversation. having anyway and yeah, like, right, and which is really odd because they introduced additional UI they didn't need, which yeah. is very unlike them. And it's as if they thought, well, I don't know, maybe the players are getting a bit bored of all this chatting. Uh-huh. But like, obviously I'm going to click to continue, but it's not... I yeah. just don't understand why it was optional and why they didn't do more with that. feels yeah. like they're experimenting. feels like they, they probably tried this as like the way they would do dialogue, realised mm, this doesn't really work, but let's leave it in and see what people think. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've already built it, they might as well keep a couple in. I was really interesting with the dialogue choices, because I kind of assumed, once they'd introduced that dialogue choice mechanic, that they were going to use it. Like, and, you know, it, I, I assumed from the beginning there would be a dialogue choice at the end, where I go, right, who am I going to save, my brother or my wife? Like, obviously, because they'd set up that antagonism the whole way through, they've got a dialogue mechanic, and that's the obvious thing to do. Spoilers, they don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, they didn't do anything. I, mean, it was, I, I, don't, I don't even know it's if that's a, a complaint, really. It just seems really odd. Yeah, it's strange, because yeah. they have all of this technology, like all of the lip-syncing to audio and all of that stuff. And the characters can say anything, anywhere, basically. Yeah. And they, they clearly, you know, have infinite ability to produce content. Like, yeah. I'm, I think they right. work very, very hard. So oh, right, it, but... it almost makes me cringe. There's some of the beauty of some of the locations that you, like, run past in a fraction of a second. Like, yeah. some poor artist has beautifully crafted all of these worlds, only for you to just... Burn it. Literally. Burn it. <laughs> but then, you know, uh, like, two million people burn it. So yeah, perhaps it's yeah. okay. Um <laughs> So go on, something I loved. I loved the bit where there's an auction and you're running around this uh, this the power room looking for a wrench to knock out the power and Sully, who's your companion, is over on the radio betting money he doesn't have. And that scene is such a great gag. Like, the setup is brilliant. I had a big grin on my face as it was happening because it's so, it's so keeping in their characters. It's so cheeky. And it worked, like hitting the power. I almost didn't. I almost wanted to push it. And I actually don't know what happens if you do. If it just fails you, or potentially, I guess the power just runs out or something. If you don't, I have no don't idea. Yeah, no idea. It was funny because yeah. I was so at that point. I think I was still in the headspace that Uncharted is a game that kills you a lot, which Uncharted Four is not no. at all. Mm. But Uncharted's previous ones yeah. definitely were. So I kind of was like, oh bloody hell, I'm gonna have to find this wrench really fast. So I yeah. did it in a panic pressing a panic and wasn't really listening to the scene whereas I think I would have much more enjoyed it if I'd been a bit more confident and gone this is quite funny actually is it over here? oh no it's not let's try over there yeah 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 yeah. I think I did expect it would fail me and I think that's what made it tense like I think yeah I think I did actually have a a sense of tension that if I didn't do it Mm. somehow something bad would happen Mm. but it would have completely ruined the scene if you ever if you ever try going off the rails in Uncharted it's not very interesting well I think they've they've done some they've done some tweaks in this one compared to some of the previous ones so one of my big bugbears about three there's a bit in three when you're running away from some goons out of a museum and there's a a staircase and you can go up or down the stairs and if you go up somebody grabs you straight away to game over reload the reloads are quick but it's still reload and you have to go downstairs 
when it would have been the easiest thing in the world to allow you to go either upstairs or downstairs and then just join the path back together. And that's kind of, I feel, what 4 does more of. There's a similar scene in 4 when you're running away from some policemen because there is a similar scene in 4 of every single moment <laughs> every game. And when the policeman catches you, you can get away from him so long as you don't get caught again. And just the fact that you can get caught, wrestle, and then run away made that seem much, much, much more enjoyable mm. for me. Just because there was like a tense fail, but it wasn't actually a fail. Mm. And it, it sort of bounced yeah. me back into the place. And it's nice. Again. It feels like you're in a scrape, which was like perfect for Yeah, that scene. exactly. And because what I want to do is, it, yeah, is to struggle, strain, and get through mm. in one go. I definitely don't mm. want to have to learn anything about where I'm supposed to be going. I want to be improvising successfully the whole time. That's mm. probably... Well, it's interesting that like. the way um, that felt good, like that that feeling of making a mistake and yet that adding to the tension. Whereas when you're in the stealth missions and you get seen, you feel like that's a negative fail rather than a positive that's fail. Right. Yeah, that's really really true. Um, even true. though both of them, you can turn it around and in the stealth you can rehide in the bushes. I, do, I wonder why that feels like such a, a negative thing because it feels yeah. like it's the entire because you could imagine a stealth game that I, I feel like Assassin's Creed wanted to do this as well yeah. where you, part of the design is you get seen and then you exactly. have a quick run run exactly. crash into a pile of hay everybody goes past and you get to feel like you're yeah, awesome exactly. because you got away think, with it I think mm. most stealth games would want to try to achieve that to make that feel part of the experience and I think Uncharted was one of them but I always felt like when I didn't manage to kill all of the guys in a stealthy way, it in a felt single like a fail, fail. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. Actually, it's really interesting. I don't because stealth games actually normally punish you so hard for being seen that just in the interest of realism, I suppose that once you've been seen by a guard, they're not going to forget about it, regardless mm. of how many bushes you hide in. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really unfashionable to allow that, which is mental actually. Because like, when when you say it, that's. That's the sort of design philosophy that I think Assassin's Creed 1 really had in mind. But playing the most recent one in London, if you get seen, you can't just run over to the rooftop where they can't see you and wait for them to run past you or whatever. They know exactly where they are. Like, the, you know, the AI will spawn behind you and shoot. You have to run into one of the specified invisible yeah, areas. Yeah, where you, re- you really want to do that thing of running down, slipping into an alley and having the guard or troop pass that you see in infinitely right, many absolutely. movies. And then you slip out and go, ah, ha, ha, I did that. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's the dream. I think Assassin's Creed 1, I think, really tried or at least marketed mm, itself as doing. Mm. I think I can see why they don't do it in Uncharted because they want the scene to flow. They don't want you to get seen, run away, wait a bit and then continue. They want you to advance. I read yeah. a really interesting thing by um, Neil Druckmann. He, he did an interview about Uncharted 4 in which he said some bizarre things about how he thought the game had a lot of strong female characters in it. But <laughs> one of the things he said was that Uncharted 1 was originally designed as a brawling game. And it was only towards the end they realised the brawling wasn't very fun or something like that. So they put in the gun battles instead mm. and then it was too short. So they ramped up the difficulty of them and mm. that is the Uncharted game we all play. <laughs> and I went back and like I said, I played a couple of levels of Uncharted 1. And actually, you can tell like, when you play it because you have all your gun battles. But then every now and then it'll pop up this UI saying, press triangle, square, triangle for a brutal combo. Do this for a brutal combo. And it keeps on trying to get you to do brutal combos. What the hell a brutal combo <laughs> And it really wants to be a punching game. It wants to be no guns at all. And you're just sort of mm. clonking people the whole time because you're Indiana Jones and you're physical. 
which is a really slightly mm. more interesting game, actually, but not the one that they were able to make. Hmm. Um, interesting. And they tried to do that in 3 with their picking up things and smashing each other with them mechanic, and then I suppose in 4 there's a fair amount of that kind of fisting. Yeah, there stuff. was earlier on, wasn't there? And it was... It was quite good. Right, in the prison, yeah. yeah. And that was no, that was quite good. It was definitely quite good. Yeah. And the the final concluding boss fight of four is I wouldn't say necessarily that I, I liked it, but it was pretty good actually. And it is again, it's a much more of a physical fight than a gun okay. fight. Um I think the same from the almost set of two, don't you punch him? Like it's a really close combat gunfight and I'm pretty sure with some punching do you I remember you run around a tree a lot in circles yes in two. it was definitely do. the worst part of that yeah, yeah, that that game. Wasn't a great fight. yeah. <laughs> but I mean part of the problem with that was I was convinced the plot had finished about five levels before it did so I was, really? it was two in the morning and I was like I'm just going to finish this game off now <laughs> and then it went on for hours and hours of just getting more and more rubbish as I got more and more tired oh. so two really fell off a cliff for me but um, I can't remember how it ended now, like the actual end of the story, I can't remember. Did they destroy was, the city or something? I don't know, but like, to, who goes off into the sunset? Is there a joke? Mm. I, I genuinely cannot remember the last shot of that game because it was at five in the morning and I was just so glad it was over. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of weak endings, perhaps we should wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, know, I think the one interesting question for me as well is, is Uncharted the last great cinematic action adventure or are they going to make another one? That, I think that's, that's a good question. Because I felt playing it that this was a dinosaur now. I thought mm. I was playing a dinosaur. I was yeah. playing something which couldn't be bettered. And it couldn't be better because it was too hard to do, but it also wasn't worth doing. But obviously, it's a massive financial success, so they'd be crazy not to make Uncharted 5. So, like, yeah, what do you think? I mean, is it now... Are we so committed now to open-world experiences with, like, RPG stats that we cannot make Uncharted 5? Or... I think if they stop, if they don't make Uncharted 5, I'm sure they'll make something in a different well, it's universe. It's The Last of Us 2, isn't it? It's unfortunate, because I don't really like zombies very much, <laughs> so Naughty Dog will then be dead to me. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. Yeah, I really hope that if they don't, then someone else will take the mantle and, and pick it up. Yeah, make another kind of Tomb Raider alike. Um, so I'm hopeful. Yeah. Call me nostalgic, but no, I quite no, like okay, those games. Okay. Well, I mean, people are still making point click adventures, so it's not like <laughs> yeah. any genre really yeah. dies. I think for me, I sort of hope they stop. I think I've had enough of that genre, but I suspect they will do more because that's it's become the staple for this is what a big budget AAA game is a single player triple-a game mm. like first person shooter single player first person shooters have dropped out of the market now mm. and that's what's replaced it i think we're probably going to see a, a good three more years of it and i suspect it's going to get cheaper to make as well um as double a sort of re-enters the industry so i think we're probably going to see a bit more of it mm. okay interesting all right thanks very much you've been listening to the inkle cast see you next week mm.